This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking. Hello, Robbie Lashua here with Christ, Culture, and Coffee. Excited to be on the podcast talking today about some current issues. Yep, we're ready. We are ready. I'm here with Tyler Hurley, the illustrious Tyler Hurley. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's quite a compliment. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, but first, before we start, coffee tip of the day. Quick coffee tip. Is it Christ culture coffee without a coffee tip? It isn't. No. Oh. And I've, like I said before, I've had complaints about it. Um, so, <laughs> okay, good. for the past, I'm going to say mm, month, maybe, maybe two months, maybe about the past two months, every morning, um, I have been addicted to this coffee drink mm-hmm. that I make. So I either make French press or drip coffee at my house, preferably French press if I got the time. And um, what I do is I'll pour uh, like a teaspoon of honey and then I get some ground cinnamon oh, and nice. I dump some ground cinnamon in. Then I'll pour in the hot coffee, you know, just like a quarter of the cup, I'll mix it all in. And then I'll pour in more coffee, so yeah, I want the honey to melt and you know mm-hmm. the cinnamon to disperse. Uh, and then I'll froth some milk and put some milk in there that's frothy, just a little, not a ton. Um, man, and it has been so good. The honey-cinnamon combo, I can't get enough of it. However, that sounds nice. I recently learned I've been doing it all wrong. Mm. Um, and this is this is the problem. Uh, I've seen that you're not supposed to put uh, cinnamon in your coffee uh, like like I've been, like ground cinnamon, just dumping it in. And to be honest, if you put too much in, and this is disgusting, but if you put too much cinnamon in, once you get to the bottom, there's this gelatinous Ugh. cinnamon. It's it's like a I lo- hate that word loogie. gelatinous. Yeah, when you're describing it. <laughs> it's seriously like a loogie consistency. <laughs> there's been times yeah. where I've, I've drank it, and it's like oh, and it sticks in your throat. It's so gross. So I've been trying to get the right proportion and. Um, Anyway, I learned that what I'm doing is the problem. How I'm doing it is wrong. And uh, what you should do is get whole cinnamon sticks, and you can buy those at the store. Yeah. And take them out and uh, cut cut a couple of chunks off the end. You don't want to put a whole thing in, but just cut a little bit off into bigger chunks. And then when you're grinding your coffee beans, you put the cinnamon stick in with the coffee oh, beans. nice. So you grind the cinnamon with the coffee, then you either you know make it in a French press or in a filter, but the, the flavor will be in there, but you won't have all the, the powder residue, grossness. The gelatinous. The gelatinous <laughs> loogie at the bottom <laughs> of your coffee. And so um, that's the coffee tip for today. To flavor your coffee, um, put spices uh, into the coffee grinder with your beans. You could probably that's do cool. it with cloves too. You know, that's like a real Christmassy nutmeg, uh, those types of things. You could put it in there and uh, grind it with the beans and then you'll get a good flavor, but you won't get all of the uh, the residue and the, the, the powdery, nasty stuff from, from the spices that you yeah. put in. So that's I think that's cool. a pretty good tip. Yeah, especially uh, if you like flavors in your coffee like that. That's a good way to go. Yeah, I'm going to try that out. Yeah, you should. Good. Well, I, yeah, now that I've learned that that's the right way to do I it, I love I'm cinnamon do more. too. That's Cinnamon's great. good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. It's really good. Cinnamon and honey with coffee, I think, are really good combo. So that's the coffee tip of the day. Grind your coffee beans with the spice. Mm. So, all right. Well, um, let's segue into talking about the issue of today. So this last week, there has been an uproar. Um, and man, I can't get on social media without seeing it. I've talked to a lot of friends about it. This whole issue with 
children being separated from their parents at the border, mm-hmm. right? And, and the government breaking up families because of these illegal immigrants coming over. Um, and it seems like everyone has an opinion on it. And I've even seen stuff with, you know, people are coming out saying, no, it's, it's misunderstood. This isn't happening. Um, or Obama started this back, you know. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows about all of that? I, I think that all of us would agree that it's best for kids to be with their parents uh, if yeah. their parents aren't abusive, if their parents are stable. It's it's kind of how God created things to be that parents raise their kids. Of course. Um, so I think, you know, no matter what side of the issue you fall on or, or, or what you think about it, we would all admit, no, family is a good thing. Family is an important thing. And that God has put... Uh, kids under the care of their parents, and 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 that's that's an important aspect to society, even. So I know your family is pretty important to you. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your parents love you, and they've raised you well, taught you uh, the truth. Um, and so you know, putting yourself in the place of other people, even even seeing kids, you know, that are in foster care and stuff. Man, sometimes it just breaks my heart. Yeah, it that does. they're not it's with their sad. their parents, and it seems like <clears throat> um, people have this real. Uh, obviously bond with their birth parents but you you see kids who are adopted and they always want to find out who their birth parent is right it's like this Mm -hmm. weird internal drive we have to be connected with and know our heritage know our heredity where we've come Mm -hmm. from Uh, and so all that to say parents have a huge responsibility with their kids but there is a bond that the lord has has put together there that is um really really strong yeah, and so w- with that, um, people have been really upset about you know the the breaking up of the family, which I think we should be. Um, but today I wanted to talk about uh, something I think that's kind of getting ignored in all of this. Mm-hmm. The, the the border issue is the hot button issue of the week, right? It is. <clears throat> but but nobody seems to be upset about the fact that every day in our country there are more than. 2,500 babies killed by their parents. Really? Well, yeah. interesting. And, and that, yeah, w- with the abortion epidemic, that's mm-hmm. what's happening. You know, and I've heard a lot of outrage that how can our government, you know, use tax dollars to separate families when we've been doing that for yep, a long time doing by funding thing, Planned Parenthood. Yeah. The government is funding parents to kill their children and so there there are people who've been entrusted by god with these kids and need to take care of them and actually are becoming their murderers their their killers um i'm not uh trying to be harsh or sensational just for sake of it um that's that's the case and and if if you're out there and you've had an abortion or or you're a, a man who's encouraged your girlfriend or wife to have an abortion um, it's important for you to know that that there's redemption in Jesus and there's there's forgiveness in Jesus and that he can heal things. Um, however, we need to stand up for truth and call things what they are. And abortion is the killing of an innocent life um, by somebody who's in power and who's stronger and who has the ability to dictate who should live and who shouldn't. Hmm. And so um, that's what we're going to be talking about today is abortion. And um, kind of, uh, how do you talk to your friends about this? How can you show people that this is the killing of innocent life? And how can you help them uh, change their mind about it 
and hopefully change how they vote about it and change mm-hmm. who they support in this. Um, so we want to we want to kind of walk through that. Now I know a couple of years ago, Tyler, we spent a whole five months together studying this. Yeah, topic, it was a lot preparing for um, preparing for a mission trip to talk with people about this. So with, with the fact that in our country there's been over 56 million people killed in the name of abortion, 56 mm. million. In the last 40 years, 30, uh, uh, one, one baby is killed in, our, in America every 30 seconds mm. by abortion. How can we go about convincing people that, that this is a bad idea? What, what is the thing we've got to focus on? What's the questions we need to ask? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just crazy because when you uh, really put it into that perspective, perspective and you think about uh, how many are committed each day, it's it, it, the numbers are insane. It's huge. It's mm-hmm. more than every great war combined. Even yeah. uh, like it's insane. Like, like you really go back and you look at. I mean, Hitler killed only six million Jews. Yeah, six. We've killed fifty-six plus. Yeah, I mean, almost sixty million. Yeah, if not like right about sixty. It's yeah. atrocious. And now it's all done behind closed doors. We don't see it. We don't hear about Not it. It's disposed yeah. of quietly. But as Christians, knowing this is happening in our backyard, we can't just stand by and let it happen. We need to stand for the rights of the most marginalized in our society. Uh, James literally tells us that true religion, right, mm-hmm. is taking care of orphans and widows in their distress. Um, these babies are being orphaned by choice by their parents they're they're being killed by choice by their parents and as as they christians are. we need to stand up they don't have a voice for themselves and so so we can stand up for them now i know a lot of people when i talk to them about this they'll say well there's no it's not a big deal to have an abortion and i ask well why and they always will say well because a fetus isn't a human there you go right that's the, and that's the key there that's actually what the entire argument falls on is okay. If the unborn is a human being, then it's a it's horrible, it's horrendous because we're taking away innocent life. But if it's not, if it's just uh, if a fetus is just uh, like some some say like in exact words uh, like clump of cells. Yeah. If it is just a clump of cells, then having an abortion should be no different than getting a tooth pulled or yep. having say like uh, like your gallbladder removed or yep. something like that. Because in that case, then. Nothing's happening. It's just material. Yeah. And I think I think it's proof that abortion is wrong because people have to justify it. I, I've never mm. had somebody sit and look me in the face and justify why they had their appendix removed. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They don't say, listen, this is why I had to do it. Mm, yeah. It wasn't a sin. It wasn't a problem. It's not bad to have my appendix pulled. Nobody ever has to justify it because we all to know. To have anything removed from your body, if you really think yeah. about it, that's, I mean, like. We all know it's that, not a big deal. Yeah. Right? Or even a kidney, right? You have a kidney like removed that. and given to somebody else. You don't have to justify why you're doing those things. But when it comes to abortion, everybody makes excuses. Which, which makes me think they know they're guilty. Deep down, they know it's wrong because they have to justify it. But yeah, what is the unborn is the question. If it's a human being, then you can't justify killing an innocent human being. If it's not a human being, you don't have to try to justify it, right? Yeah, and that's, like you don't need to make an argument the, for that's it. That's the whole point to it. Yeah, because if it's, if it's not a human being, then there's no need at all for yeah. any, any concern. And then in that case... 
people who are advocates against abortion mm-hmm. should be stopped. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just it's just lunacy um, to say well, you can't have a tooth removed or you can't have a gallbladder removed. But if it is a human being, then you can't justify killing a human being with any reason. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the key thing we've got to stay on top of is, is it a human being or not? That's the only question worth talking about in this debate. Yeah. Because if you can prove to people it is a human, they will intuitively know we shouldn't kill it. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, but, they, but they say it's not a human so that they can justify killing it. And so that's mm-hmm. the whole big question. That's the whole issue. Is it a human or not? And now people will derail you Right mm-hmm. with other arguments. So, well, a woman has the right to choose, and you can talk about choice, right? Or what about in this in the case of rape? Or what if she, you know it's going to be in poverty for its whole life? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can talk about those issues, but that's not really talking about abortion. The whole argument has to be about: is it a human or not? Is yeah. it a human or not? Because um, I don't think anybody has the choice to kill an innocent human being. Mm. I don't think anybody has the choice to kill somebody who's poor. Right, so so if you get into those issues, it's it always comes back to is it a human or not? And now to steer the conversation back to that, there's a couple of different um, tactics that you can that you can use, mm-hmm. right? So one of the tactics that we learned is this thing called trot out the toddler. Yeah, trot I think that's the, the best thing. Well, it, explain it, to the yeah. audience kind of like the idea behind it, what what you do, what it is. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, so obviously when it comes to abortion, this idea of uh, trying to point out. The idea that it is a human being is uh, well. Th- think about it this way: um, if you, if you, because what a lot of people will end up getting to is they'll say, "Okay, well, where does it become human if it's mm-hmm. not?" Because mm-hmm. that, because obviously, at some point, everyone has to agree that at some point it becomes a human. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, like even if you're completely pro-choice. There is a point when it becomes a human because otherwise yeah. it it's what is it even after it's born you know yeah and they usually say it's it's once it comes out of the womb once it's born it's a human that's, exactly that's, that's what I hear a lot yeah. yeah and so uh, to go with that then um, there's quite a few good arguments with that so you would say so let's just give me give me a, some common argument that you hear for why a woman. N- wants to have an abortion or needs okay, claims so, she needs so to. So sometimes, I mean, I was just looking at some stats today. Yeah. The the, the number one reason given mm-hmm. currently for having an abortion is I'm just not ready for kids yet. Mm, so a woman okay. could say, I'm just not ready for kids. And then the second one is that um, I just financially can't afford a child. Okay. There we go. Okay. So the two reasons right there. So when with Trot Out the Toddler, what you do is you think of this idea of uh, – so – if the child was already like outside the womb by say even like a three-year-old, okay, or even a couple months, even uh, give or take however long, would you kill a toddler because you after it was already born you just realize you know I just can't do this I don't think I'm ready for kids right now mm. then you kill it then uh, is that is that permissible like should we mm. let that happen and, and they'll obviously say well, no you can't you can't just shoot a toddler yeah because you're not ready for kids what would happen and, and even laws in our country what would happen if you did that you'd go to jail yeah you would be a murderer you would oh and uh, parents have done this before yeah there are cases where parents kill their children it's horrible and yep. they should be put in prison for it and they are and so that's why we have those laws in place yeah so, so you ask that question is it justifiable to shoot a three-year-old mm. 
your three-year-old because you're just not ready or you just can't afford them. Yeah. And people will always say, no, of course not. Like, of course you can't do that. That's Yeah, that's exactly the case. And so it's like it, it, that's the p- whole point to the idea to trot out the toddler is you can, you can use that for any argument and then point mm-hmm. out the idea of like, well, hey, hang on, wait a second. If we did this to a kid that, that's three years old, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like that. Then it changes the, the perspective on the argument. And so when, when thinking even deeper into that, it really comes down to it on whether or not the unborn is a human being while it's still in the womb. Well, and that's what people will say. They'll say, well, that's different. Shooting a three-year-old they would say that is different because than it's abortion. Not, because it's already born. That's what they yes. would say. And then that's where you press them on why is it different, right? Yeah. Why and so, is it different? And, and they'll then, say – it's different because the three-year-old's a human being mm-hmm. and the fetus isn't a human being. That's, that's where that you is. want them to get to, right? And then you want to ask them, why isn't the fetus a human being? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what you would want to ask because the, the thing that happens with it is like uh, when you start really thinking about the idea of uh, you being human once mm-hmm. you're born, yeah. it's kind of crazy because, you know, like there are all these statistics <clears throat> out too of like uh, children – who, like what, what? What do you say about preemies? That's something that yeah. I think comes to argument that people need to think about. Like uh, I just pulled up this statistic right now of uh, one of the youngest born ch- babies mm-hmm. ever like recorded in, within the United States. Mm-hmm. And then this says right here in 2014, a baby girl born in San Antonio became the youngest premature baby in the world, and was born at 21 weeks. Four days and weighed 410 grams, less than a pound. Wow. Well, and people would say, but she's a human because she's out of the womb, right? That might be the argument. Yeah. But But that's where, that's where you want to focus the whole argument around what is the unborn? Is it a human or not? And the trot out the toddler tactic is great because they'll try to derail you with woman's choice, finances, mm-hmm. rape, not ready for kids. And you can realign the argument back to is it a human or not? Because that's yeah, where you want to get it. So you to get it. to keep going back to, is it a human or is it not a human being? And th- and that's where you want to focus. So then once you've reestablished that's what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. we can give evidence for why the unborn is a human being. And to be honest with this, it's the craziest thing because we have all of the arguments. And we they have. don't have any argument other than an opinion saying it isn't. And well, the fact of the, the matter is that Every single science and embryology book says that the unborn is a human being at the moment of conception because yeah. there's no there, – like otherwise, what would it be? Mm-hmm. That's the case. And so uh, one, one thing I, 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 I like what you mentioned, Robbie, about um, uh, one argument that I've heard quite a bit is uh, – because the whole argument behind uh, people who are pro-abortion, they say pro-choice, right? Mm-hmm. I'm for a woman's right to choose to do what she wants with her body. Mm -hmm. So one of of the things that I really like to point out with that argument is uh, um, this idea of trying to understand the difference between the woman's body and that the unborn is its own body. Yeah, well, and that's that's really important. The the unborn is a distinct human being. Mm -hmm. It is not its mother's body. It's It's not different from its mother's body. For instance... Um, when, when the baby's conceived, 
um, there's the egg, right, which mm-hmm. has 23 of the mom's chromosomes. It unites with the sperm of the dad, which has 23 of the father's chromosomes, and it creates an individual human being. So yeah. right off the bat, That's right at from the moment, of conception. the moment of conception, the unborn is a different kind of being from its parents, um, either parents, because it has a different cell, molecular cellular mm. being than its mom or dad because it has 23 chromosomes from each of them. Um, so the, the unborn has its own what's called chromosomal footprint. Mm-hmm. The unborn has its own heartbeat. The unborn has its own brain waves. Uh, it's not the mom's body. Uh, there's this really interesting phenomenon that happens to where um, the mother's blood and the baby's blood in the, um, in the placenta, they don't mix. Oh wow! And there's 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 this separation. There's this membrane that separates the baby's blood in there mm-hmm. and the mom's blood in there. All right, and they get real close to, but there's a separation. If there's some malady, if something happens mm-hmm. and that breaks down, and the baby's blood gets into the mother's bloodstream, do you know what happens? the The mother's body. Um, responds with an autoimmune response. It produces something foreign. Yeah, it produces antibodies yeah. to attack the foreign substance of the baby's blood. So think about what's happening. The mother's body knows that the baby's blood is not hers. Is not hers. Therefore, the baby is not the mother's body. So when people say, mm. "Well, it's it's my body. It's my choice," no, it's not your body. Now it's it's inside your body. That's for sure. But it is not your body. It's a, it's its own distinct human being. Mm. Um, and so I, I don't think people understand that. It's not like a gallbladder or a tooth because it's not, a distinct yeah. thing. It's not a part of you even though, uh, even though it's within you. Another thing I think that's interesting is that um, – that the, the fetus is a living being, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, scientists agree there's three things that constitute that something is alive. The three things are that it exhibits irritability, which means it, it reacts to stimuli. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby fetuses do that. Uh, they say that anything that metabolizes, which means it converts food to energy. Oh, guess what? They do that. They do that. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is anything that has cellular reproduction, growth. And that's what babies are doing. They're growing. Constantly. Constantly. So those three things, exhibits irritability, metabolizes, and has cellular reproduction. That's how scientists agree that something's alive if it does those three things. And the baby fetus does those three things. So it's a living being. It's a distinct being. But additionally, it's what we would call a human being. (laughs) This is – again, this is is so funny that people – try to justify that it's not a human. What I like to ask is if the fetus isn't a human being, mm-hmm. if it's not a, a, a person, uh, what what is it? Is it That's, a aardvark? <laughs> is it a dolphin? Is it a chameleon? You know, when, when my wife and I were having our third kid uh, and, and it came out a girl, I didn't think, oh, man, this is awesome. We're three for three on human beings. I'm really glad she wasn't, you know, a sloth or, or a lizard. Uh, we had another human. No, wow. that's stupid. Why? Well, because there is this uh, law of biogenesis, and it's, it's been observed, and it's, it's, it's 
always it always humans happens. create humans. Yes, humans create humans. Uh, each type of thing reproduces after its own kinds. Dogs have dogs. There's never been a case where somebody saw a dog birth a chicken, right? There's yeah. never been a case where we saw a human birth an elephant, because. Uh, what we are is is what we reproduce, the law of biogenesis. So humans always begat humans. Dogs always begat dogs. Penguins always begat penguins. Therefore, the fetus inside of woman is a human being. Mm-hmm. It's not a dolphin. It's not a, And so that's why I like to ask them is what is it right now? Well, it's just a clump of cells. No, it isn't. It's mm-hmm. distinct. It has its own heartbeat. It has its own blood. Yeah. I mean, all of those things come into play. It and has its own human DNA. Yeah. It's not dolphin DNA. And it's human DNA. Exactly, yeah. And and one other thing that I think really gets people's attention when you really talk about like dis- making the distinguishes here is uh, depending on whether the mother is having a son or daughter, they mm-hmm. have different uh, organs yeah. entirely. Yeah, different sexual organs. Yeah, so well, that's a, why I was for... A yeah. woman could be ha- have a, a, a male child that has different sexual anatomy than her. Yes. So obviously it's not her body. Yeah. Because she's female and the, the child's male. That's, a, that's you know, that's 50% very big of the distinction. Time. Very big distinction. So it's not her body. Um, the, the other thing with the idea that people say, oh, it's not a human is sometimes I'll ask him, okay, if it's not a human, I want you to explain this to me. How can human parents produce non-human offspring that later magically turns into being a human? And then even if they claim that there is a point, Mm -hmm. where? That's what I mean. Yeah, where's the distinction? They'll say, well, we don't know. But, but, or they'll say, well, once it has a heartbeat, right? There's there's different opinions on this. But the crazy thing. I like to push Mm -hmm. the point of... Explain to me how human parents create a non-human thing mm. that magically becomes a human. You need to explain Just that process to me because uh, we don't see that happening anywhere. Do no. dogs create a dog fetus that's not a dog that Until then becomes magically a- becomes a dog somewhere along no. the line? That's crazy. No, it's I always mean, been that there, type we of We even thing. have laws where eagle eggs are protected. Yeah. And the moment that they're brought out yep. from – the eagle and <laughs> until they hatch. And nobody's assuming that it's not an eagle in there. Because obviously it wouldn't be illegal through all stages of the egg fetus's sure. development there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. like just the whole idea is this like but you see, no one argues that. But people have to justify that the fetus isn't a human in order to kill it. That's the only way Because if they believe it's a human being, they know how heinous of, of a crime it is to kill an innocent human being. So we dehumanize the fetus. Much like what Hitler did to the Jews in Nazi Germany. He dehumanized Jewish people through propaganda and got people to, th- to think that they were less than human. And that's the same thing we've done with the fetus. With no evidence, right, with, with no argument other than to say, I don't think it's a human. Well, that's great. Then you need to explain to me what it is and how it later becomes a human and how all the science behind it and that it's a distinct human being and that the mother's body attacks it as a foreign substance. That's you need crazy, to explain yeah. to me how that's, how that's not the case, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they don't have any arguments. So I think if we can focus on what is the unborn, we bring our evidence scientifically and philosophically that, no, it is a human being. <clears throat> and if they try to derail us with choice or whatever, we can use the trot out the toddler tactic. Yeah. Bring it back to what is the unborn. But additionally, we also have another argument called the sled test. 
Make sure to join us next week so we can talk about the sled test. Um, but before we close out today's podcast, this part one of this this two-part series, um, Tyler, you were telling me a little bit about conversations you've had with people where they'll even see that abortion is wrong and it's the killing of an innocent mm-hmm. human, but they don't feel comfortable telling other people or imposing their view on other people. Yeah, that's the uh, the biggest thing that I see, especially with people in church, in mm-hmm. the church. Like, I'm, It's phenomenal how many people in the church uh, um, have this idea of relativism. They will say, well, now I know that the unborn is a human being, and I know that abortion is wrong based on what the Bible says and just on science and yeah. just in general that it's a human being. But... I don't want to go and tell someone else that they can't have an abortion because mm. I don't know their situation. I don't want to impose my morality on yeah. someone else. And so that's just people, so sad to me. It is so sad because it, uh, one time I heard a guy talking about this and he had he had a, a lady kind of say the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I for me personally, I, I would never have an abortion. <laughs> I think that it's wrong in the killing of a human being. But I don't want to take away the choice of others. And he just said, let me make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying that you think you wouldn't ever kill an innocent human baby, but you don't want to force other people not to kill human babies. Yeah. And she said, well, when you put it like that, it sounds horrible. And he said, it is because it is horrible. That's what you're saying. Um, yeah, even if you know other people's situations, do you think it's okay for them to kill innocent people? No, it's not. And then th- th- do you think they thought that back when the Holocaust was happening? They say, oh, you know what? I think that killing all the Jews is wrong. I don't think that it's it's good. Mm-hmm. I-, I would never kill a Jew. But who am I to take that choice but, away from the Nazis? Exactly. Like, <laughs> no, of course not. That's, that's absurd logic. It, if killing a human being is wrong, it's wrong. And we should be about life. We should be about helping the marginalized. We should be about saving those people that we can, especially helpless infants or helpless no, fetuses who can't and speak think, for themselves. I, I, I want to even take that, that argument a step further too. Even think <clears throat> about uh, with slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, people said that back when slavery was a thing. They said, oh, I don't own slaves but I'm not going to judge or condemn. I'm not going to tell other people. What I'm not going to gonna do. tell other people what to do. With there are times where you need to tell other people what to there do. There are, and you know, and for people who argue and say you can't tell other people what to do, you're telling me what to do. Yeah. Oh, so you're telling me what I can and can't do? Yeah, exactly. It's contradictory. So the yeah. whole idea of of oh, it's true for me, not true for you. We talked about that mm-hmm. last week, right? Um, but but when it comes to issues like this, people really they're just cowards, mm-hmm. and they don't want other people to maybe get upset with them. Well, if a human life's on the line and somebody gets upset with me because I'm attempting to try to help another human being, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's okay to rock the boat on big issues like this. It's okay for people not to like you or to feel uncomfortable because you're trying to help stop the greatest genocide of all time. That's okay. <laughs> Um, but so many people get pushed into this position of, no, don't rock the boat. Don't say anything. No, do it. When it's when it's a human life at stake, we have to do mm-hmm. justice. The Bible tells us to do justice. And babies being killed in the womb by the person who's supposed to care about them more than anybody in the world is a tremendous injustice. Yeah. And for us to be cowards and not stand up for it is an atrocity in and of itself. It is. You're, it, we would be just as much a contributor to it. Yep. By not saying anything at all. To sit on the sidelines and do nothing about it is to allow it to happen. Yeah. 
There's a lot of ways okay. you can get involved. Um, we're going to talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. Um, how you can how you can help stop abortion. How you can be part of the pro-life generation. How you can do justice and you can you can stand for for life in our society. But we hope today's podcast has been helpful to you. We hope we've equipped you with some good arguments from trot out the toddler mm-hmm. to the evidences we have for um, for the the fetus being a human being. Yeah. And that this week you'd have conversations with people in your life that you, that you would be able to to talk with them and show them the evidences and convince them that nobody has the right to kill an innocent human being. That is not something any of us have a right choice to do. It's not something any situation should lead us to do to kill an innocent human being. So thanks for being with us today on Christ Culture and Coffee. I'm Robbie. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, thanks for being here. I always enjoy our talks, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's lots of fun. And then, again, uh, always remember to send us any questions that you might have. Uh, We are going to cover more next week, so uh, just be listening for that. But then uh, if between either of the podcasts, if we don't have anything that um, regards to a a certain question that you have, please reach out to us. We will answer uh, all the questions that we have sent to us one way or another. And try to to gauge and just... uh, um, provide biblical th- critical thinking along with that so absolutely you can send your questions to me at robbie which is r-o-b-b-y at dscchurch.com thanks for listening today and we will see you back here next week for part two of our talk on abortion thanks you have been listening to christ culture and coffee a podcast ministry of desert springs community church in goodyear arizona for more information visit our website at dscchurch.com